Today on The Marketing Musician, I went to a band, kind of a spotlight show where band after band after band, and I'm going to tell you what I learned, and from my book, we're going to talk about bringing the crowd with you. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got, and you just might find your way. Just make the music, and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. Alright, hello you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jem and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. That is available at Amazon.com as a Kindle book. You can also find it out at our website, marketingmusician.com, along with the f- class where you can be your you can build your own band's website. All that is out at marketingmusician.com. And last night I had the uh, I don't know if it was a privilege, but I went to a band showcase where I watched uh, eight different bands. Play three songs each. All right. You with me? It was a marching band show. And you're like, what? But there's a lot to be learned here. Because, number one, there's a band, I think, called Briz, Briz something. They have a song called Pompeii. And three of the ba- three of the eight bands played the song Pompeii. It's always fun watching bands, especially marching bands. Like, I'm sure when ACDC wrote You Shook Me All Night Long, they, they heard the sound of in the background. It's horrible watching them just... Anyway, so... But there was a lot to be learned because I started watching not so much the band, but I was listening to the crowd reaction. Like, why... Because it was, it was hard to tell. I mean, there were a lot of parents there. But it wasn't always the biggest band, which you would think would have the biggest showing of parents, that got the reaction. And so there were two things that I noticed that made you, that set expectations. And one was how they entered. And so typically as one band was leaving, another band would kind of wander over and get set up to enter. And even that, some of them just meandered over and then others walked over. They marched over and got right in line. And there was usually like a couple whistle blows and they would say something. And uh, like, for instance, I'm in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. My stepson is in the Rocky River uh, marching band and they go dee, dee, dee. And the kids scream out, go river. And then they they kind of bring their legs together. It's this cool little move when everybody does it together. All right, that's cool. I love that. It's it's a really cool sound, and it, it gets it lets you know that hey, we're going to start now. And uh, but there was one that the leader was now realize he has his back to us, and the kids have their faces to us, and he said something like. What's the name of your school? And they were like, blah, blah, blah. And 
something, 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 blah, 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 and da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And how do we play? And they screamed out with pride. And he said, with what? And they said, with pride. And he said, with what? And they're like, with pride. And it was different. And this person's emotion, literally just screaming at the top of his lungs. I was like, wow, that's, that's some serious passion right there. And it, it, it was, it was different. It was cool. And so, and all the, the, um, all the bands would come out and the, the last one we saw, um, they did trom suicidal trombones. And what it was, it's a routine where you have, I think it was like six trombonists and they stand up and they're all standing. And at the count of a couple whistles, like every other one would bow, like basically bend at the waist and kind of look down at that same time, the trombonist to their right, as you're looking at them would swing their trombone to the left. So that if, Hey, if they had been standing, they would have been smacked in the face with a trombone. Then, um, and meanwhile, there's a drum going on to this kind of, you know, barnishing band stuff. And they basically continue to, uh, bend over, stand up, bend over, stand up. And at times coming in incredibly close to smacking each other in the head with a trombone. And it was a cool way to start the show. Number one, it really showed off their drum corps. And it uh, was like, wow, this is again. And it, this was their signature. This was something that they, this band from Strongsville, Ohio uh, does. I think that's where they were from. Their uniforms are green. And, uh, it's cool. It was, it was definitely something that's like, okay. And the other thing was, and this is the one thing I want to bring out here was the bands that connected more with the audience that got more of an audience reaction had fun. Now for the record, the Rocky river high school marching band is a no fun kind of band. Uh, in fact, there, there, there's some really talented people in that band um, they did some cool stuff, but in my book, they were not the best band there. And, um, there, so there's, there's basically kind of a, a, an old school, which is a marching band that marches around. They maybe make some little shapes in the things they do. And then there's now there's what they call dancing bands. And this was what really got the crowd into it because it wasn't the same old, you know, kind of music. And um, what they did was the one band, they said it was the something, something rocking band. They weren't a marching band. They rocked and they did. They played Pompeii and they played, but what they would do is instead of standing there and just playing, they would literally kind of just do what I would call the white man dance uh, where you basically take your, if you can kind of picture this, move your left foot to the, to the left about a foot and then move your right foot. Uh, next to it, then move your right foot over another foot, kind of where you were, and then move your left foot back to where it was. That's the white man dance. And what they would kind of sway their shoulders around and 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 things like that. So they were there and they would bend over and they would stand up. So they're just kind of rocking out while they're playing. Now, this was really cool uh, at first. And but because everybody was doing their own thing 
after a while, it looked kind of disorganized. But it was cool, and the audience was like, wow, check these guys out. They're different. And this band has personality. And so that was kind of cool. Because in many cases, they, like I said, half these bands played the song Pompeii. So to see them do it differently uh, was was cool. And the other one that uh, was was that I saw was a another band, and this one really was the one that, that took the cake for me. They uh, they came out, and they they again had this cool like little intro where they say their thing, and um, their uniforms were cool. They almost had kind of a Sergeant Pepper thing going on when they marched. They marched. They didn't like step in unison, which is what a lot of bands now call marching band. No, they marched. They picked up their knees and they marched, and it was in unison. And they uh, they're doing their thing, and man, they sounded good. They were louder than other bands. They were bigger than other bands. That's true. But I saw some bands that should have been louder, and and they weren't. And um, so they get to a part, and um. What they did is they're like, look, when we're a band, we're gonna we're gonna knock you out with our our music. And then they did. And they said, and when we dance, we're gonna make it so that we can focus on just the dancing and we're gonna rock your world. And it, it was something that was so like, wow. And and think about this. Number one, they did a thing, uh, and this had to be practiced a lot it was a cool trick and this might not have been uh, a band this did this i can't remember if it was this one band or not but anyway it doesn't really matter um you know they're they're playing along and there was a spot where the drums stopped they were playing a Katy perry song i know yeah and um so the 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 drums quit for I'm going to say four measures. So it's you know and the 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 trumpets are playing and then the drums come back in. And when they do, and I didn't see them do this. However, they did it was very covert. They dumped what I'm uh, guessing is baby powder, some sort of white powder on the drum head. So when they start back in, this white smoke comes out from their drums. It was a cool effect that no other band did. And it made that band stand apart. Now it also left a big white, mess on the field but you know what it, it was a cool effect and it made people remember that band now the other thing they did then is when they got to a spot and they wanted to um they, they had a couple things where they had they spotlighted their drums and they had guys uh what is it where you have the is it a timpani no timpani is the big round thing but they had guys that were carrying the three drums you know, there's, there's a big one, a middle one, and a small one. And they had two of these guys doing that. And they would trade licks, almost like a, a guitar battle, only it was a drum battle. That was cool. And then about the time you thought, wow, that was really, really cool. Um, and at this point, the drum section has moved up to the front. And they're standing there, and the drums are just going crazy. And then all of a sudden, um, the drum section drops. Now, what I mean by that is picture this. Um, if you can picture yourself standing, go to your knees 
and then fall backwards. For those of us that remember, I would call this doing the ace freely. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, Spinal Tap, it's doing the Nigel Tufnell where he can't get up then. But you're laying on your back, but you started on your knees. And so most of the drums are doing that. And it's it's kind of cool because in some cases, uh, the some of the snare drums are doing it to where your snare drum, the top of it, is now facing us. Like you, you, were, you were facing away from us, but now that you've fallen backwards, the drums are pointing right at us, which gives it a completely different tone. I'm not hearing it. Um, kind of looking across the drum, the drum is now facing me, which is really cool. But here was the one that I was like, man, somebody really thought about this. What do you do with a bass drum? Now, these bass drums are, I don't know, three, four feet tall, probably. You've seen them, the big, huge marching band bass drums. Because you can't lay on your back with a four feet drum on it because it'll crush your sternum, probably. So what did they do? And this was interesting. Now, these guys have big, tall hats, big marching band hats, right? The drummers, the bass drums, basically put the drum on the ground and rolled it so that their head is now on the ground because they're they're kind of strapped to their drum. And their feet are pointing straight up. And they're still playing. So they're not really holding on to anything. This is all a balancing act because you need your arm to play. Now, they could have been holding on one side. I don't know. But it was cool because, number one, that had to take a lot of strength to keep your legs straight up. And they were in unison. It was so cool. And, and realize that's going on. So first you see the drummers drop to their back. And then as you look up, you're like, oh, my gosh, those drummers are upside down. Now, realize. All these bands have the exact same equipment, pretty much. Now, some are bigger, some are smaller. Some had eight tubas, some had one. But the the thing I'm going to ask you here is, does your band have a personality? And is there a way to work personality into your performance? Because the other thing that I thought was really interesting was how they left. Because... They would play their three songs. They would march to the front of the field and they would play their whatever fight song. Right. So, you know, you know, your typical marching band. And then when you got doing that fight song, then it was like, and that's where the personality of the band is like, okay, now we're going to leave you with something that we call uh, jamming on the one. Right? It was cool. And some of the bands marched off. They just, you know, uh, some of the bands, the one band did something really stupid. They had their little cool beat. And they marched over when they walked over into the shape of an L and then they quit playing and then they just walked off the field. That was dumb. That was like, wait, you, you march off the field. You don't march over to the edge and then what? But, and then it's here, uh, one band Bay village, they did this cool thing where they were all kind of bent over and they kind of hopped and they, they twisted and hopped as they did that. And then there was like a little break in the drums and they would stand up and go, go Bay. 
go back and they're hopping and then it was here again well practiced to where when they got when they did like three what would have been about three verses of that drum riff they changed to a different verse and then they stood upright but they still kind of had this cool little groove with their shoulders and then they did one of those and then they did one more figuring at this point we're almost off the field and in in respect to the next band coming on they dropped to a single just click 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 on on the on the side of the drum but they're still marching because they weren't off the field yet i was like that's that's an exit that's cool and it's these little things that are the frosting the one band i thought was hilarious because they had two flag girls two and they could not have been in less unison if they had tried they weren't even cheating. A lot of times you'll see one of the flag girls looking at the other one because she can't remember the routine. This was just poor. And uh, things like flag girls are icing on the cake when they're really in unison and the, you know, they, they run around and they do all that stuff. No, no offense to anyone who was a flag girl, but uh, they are. It's a nice, it gives you something to look at when you're tired of hearing marching band music. And you're like, okay, well, what's frosting in a, in a band. Well, things like harmonies man, harmonies are when they're on. Oh man. It's that little thing that can go, wow, this band sounds good. All right. It's, it's the difference between, yeah, this is a good band. Wow. That's, did you hear that? Wow. Uh, I was in a band, the last band I was in and we did some Eagle stuff and we pulled off that harmony and people were like, wow, that was really cool. And it took a while to figure out what the parts were and to practice them and get them right. Another part of frosting is your volume. Your volume can really ruin a gig. If you're if you're at ear bleeding madness and you're in a bar that holds 30 people tops, that's not frosting. That's uh you're ruining it there. But the thing then is again the the bands that really stood out. In in that last band, I do want to say one other thing. They were playing swing music. Um and at one point, this was the band that when they dance, they dance. So that's the other thing. While the drums are doing all that stuff, I forgot that whole part. While the drums are doing their thing and they're on their back and the drummers are on their head, the band is doing synchronized moves. In like everybody's doing it and it's well rehearsed and it was funny. They were kind of bouncing around and doing this stuff and they they um, pretended to hit each other and one would fall down and then they got up in unison. It was just well rehearsed. And that to me was like, okay, here's a band that knew I was coming and took the time to practice so that they would be entertaining. So that shows when you do things that are synchronized, that are uh, part of the show, it, it, it to me, it was like, wow, thank you for taking the time to do that as opposed to just winging it. So I want to go back to my main point, the bands that re- now that band really, really connected. And the one thing they did is when they got off the ground and the band kicked back in, they're playing. I think it was when the saints go marching in, or they came up with that. There were three trumpeters in the front who just started wailing. They're like, I mean, they're basically soloing. And so picture kind of a New Orleans jazz kind of thing. And these guys are just, and here's the thing. They played with so much passion. So now they were moving, 
But it wasn't the the cool, fun, I want to, you know, I have to do this and I have to look goofy here. No, this was like, I'm I'm leaning back and I'm just blowing my horn because I feel it. I feel it. And I'm playing, I'm playing the trumpet and I'm starting with my toes, that kind of passion. And that can't be faked. And it sounded it. I looked at my wife and said, that's cool. Because the thing that drives me nuts about high school bands, and, and this goes for the jazz band as well. Uh, nobody's playing from their heart. They're playing from the page and that drives me crazy. So, but the bands that really connected were the ones that were having a lot of fun because fun is contagious. Let me say that again. Fun is contagious. So smile when you're on stage. If somebody makes a mistake, look at them and laugh because you know what? You're not perfect either. And um, when you go out and you see other bands, you know, look and see what they're doing and think about how do you start your show and then think about how do you end it? How do you, when you go to break, is there a cool way that you could go to break? Besides, hey, we're going to be back in 10. See you. You know, Is there something you can do to wow the audience there? Some sort of cool musical thing that you could do that showed you practiced that uh, is something that not every other band is doing and that you can inject your personality into that. So, Keep that in mind and because uh, we've all got whatever, right? Two guitars, a keyboard player, a bass player, a drummer, and a couple singers and, and that weird harmonica guy. But think outside the box and, and see, let me know what you come up with. Is there something you do? And, and the last thing, I know I've said the last thing about five times. For the record, I do have notes in front of me. I've just gone off them at this point. Uh, one of the most successful bands I was in was uh, a swing band, swing blues Motown kind of thing. And our personality came out when we quit playing, we would go into the audience and we would talk to the people and everybody did it. And that was something that other bands didn't do. And we made friends with people and we learned their names. And we, that way, when we saw them at the next gig, we could say, Hey, Fred, what's up? And, uh, one lady's name was Bink. I never will forget. Cause your, your name is what? Bink. Okay. If you say so. All right. Next up, we have a, uh, a clip from my band. Get your from my band from my book. Get your band out of the basement. And uh, this, the audio book, is available at musicianlibrary.com. And as I uh, look at this right now, you can buy this. If you got to musicianlibrary.com, you can get this whole. It's a six CD audio set, uh, and you, it's all downloadable. By the way, I know I say six CDs, but if it was on CDs, it'd be six of them. You can download the whole thing and listen to it, uh, and you can get it for $9.99. Look at the uh, button right in the upper right-hand corner, um, or you can see it under uh, books on the menu system out at marketingmusician.com. This is talking about bringing the crowd with you. Many times my band will play 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, even more away. Why not do this? Announce it to your fans via your email list, that you're meeting at and pick someplace that's easy to find, maybe centrally located in what we would call your home base at a certain time. And then you and your fans can all go together in a giant convoy. Now I know you might be thinking, but what are your fans going to be doing while you set up the drums and the PA and everything like that? Well, number one, they might want to help 
I mean, literally, they'll be able to say, hey, look, I'm with the band. Now, as we're always trying to find ways to work with the club owner, why not talk to them about this idea and say, look, I'm going to be bringing a series of fans with me before we even start to play. Can we have some food specials, some drink specials, something to reward them and to get them to come? Now, if you think about this, what club owner is going to turn that down? Now, you might want to do something like use something to mark these fans, either give them a raffle ticket or a mark on their hand, something so that the club owner knows these people get the special pricing. But if you think about it, you are literally bringing a crowd with you all at once. What club owner is going to turn that down? And that is going to do it for uh, this episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And again, if uh, you like this kind of stuff, check out my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. That uh, is out at Amazon.com as a Kindle book. It's also available at our website, marketingmusician.com. And don't forget, under classes, we have the class Build Your Band's website. So if you're tired of paying, I don't know, $20, $30 a month for your website and you're waiting for Harold, the uh, geek, to uh, update your stuff and he hasn't done it yet, uh, keep in mind that uh, you can be your own band's website. If you can use Microsoft Word, if um, you know, you've used probably Facebook, things like that, it's really not that hard. And uh, I show you some great free software that you can use to build your website. You do have to have a web host, and that's going to cost you about 8 bucks a month. But the last time I checked, $8 beats 20 And uh, you can do all the e-commerce stuff and things like that. So if you're looking to build your own website, go out to marketingmusician.com, click on Classes, and Build Your Band's website is available there as well. Uh, last but not least, if you want to, uh, if you go out to marketingmusician.com slash donate, if you like this show and you want to keep it going, uh, definitely go out and uh, slap me a few shekels. And uh, that's always greatly appreciated. But uh, hope everything is going well. The thing about it here, uh, we have Thanksgiving coming up here in the U.S. And if you're going to be organizing any kind of canned food drives or things like that, you want to start promoting that now. Whatever gig you're at. Um, that's always a good thing to do for the community and give back. It gives people a reason to come out to give the can good. So keep that in mind. And uh, remember, for those who have money, there's therapy. For the rest of us, there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. <laughs>